0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody.
1: Father Vasek, continuing Real Presence Live from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. We now travel eastward to visit with Father Andrew Ritchie uh, to speak about feasting during Easter. Father, so much for being with us.
0: (laughs) It's a joy.
1: Wonderful. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: All right, Father. Well, I'm a priest of the Diocese of Superior for 23 years, born and raised in the Cumberland, Wisconsin. I currently serve five churches the Cathedral of Christ the King, Holy Assumption, and St. Anthony in Superior, St. Williams in Foxborough, Wisconsin, and St. Anthony in Lake Nabagaman. And I am an American Italian ancestry who uh, loves all things Italian.
1: I I know we're going to talk about food, but, Father, you just mentioned you're a pastor of five parishes. I am. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you have some priests helping you, at least?
0: Uh, right now, no. Uh, with the borders shut down, uh, my associate, who was from India, was able to get back about three days before we closed our own borders. And so right now, we're just kind of holding tight. I'm blessed wow. with two wonderful men in their 80s, uh, uh, One is a Franciscan priest, Father Ron, and then another one is a precious blood father, Father Lee, and they do help out with Masses, and I am no end grateful. But it's it's an exciting thing, and there's lots of good people who help.
1: Okay. It kind of just like took me by surprise. That's amazing, amazing labor. Okay. uh, So back, I got to get back on track. I'm supposed to be hosting this program. So we want to talk about, uh, well, especially since you, yeah, food, 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 food. American, Italian. This uh, sounds like a great combination here. So what's the deal anyway, Father? Why do you like food so much?
0: You're a funny guy, Father. With <laughs> uh, the last name, like Arici, okay. We 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 love raising it, making it, cooking it, serving it, eating it. Uh, food is just it flows. And anybody who loves Italian cuisine, anybody who likes, who's been to Italy or enjoys just mm. the spirit of the Italian heritage, knows that food is just a part of what we do. And for me, it's therapy. You know, I love being a priest, but I love being in the kitchen. And when I'm having a tough day, I just go back and make a little ravioli, make some homemade Italian sausage, bake some bread, make some gelato, and suddenly everything gets better. But that is also a way that we show love. You know, you, you put on a meal, and you bring people together, and you see their smiles, and you feed their bodies. It's a good thing.
1: That is a good thing. Is it uh, is it fundamentally opposed to the Catholic Church, or do you, f- you know, have you found a way to bring the two together?
0: Well, let, let's you know, <laughs> let's talk about the the table in the church that we call the altar, hey. and the table in the home. Hey. You know, it's it's a Eucharistic connection at its heart. That you know, at your family table, you feed the body, and at the Lord's table, you feed the soul. And there's such a beautiful connection that links us. Also, when you think about the wedding banquet in heaven that we are preparing in this life to be with the Lord at the great eternal banquet. And I think that that whole notion of community, bringing people together, is not just something we do here on earth, but we're part of a communion of saints. And food is a link that ties through that. The Lord shares that, understands that, and it's a beautiful way to link what we do at our tables with what we do in our churches.
1: Yeah, that's great. We were just on with Monsignor Richter in our last uh segment talking about the octave of Easter, talking about ways of participating in Easter and he, and he, we I I kind of introduced the notion of uh of feasting and uh, is that and, and he used the phrase uh that whatever our feasting is, it needs to be ordered to that great joy, that great good and so it can always participate in that. So we did that in the last segment, so now we're kind of presuming that we can do that we're presuming that we can enter into this great joy by um making use of of worldly worldly things uh and serving serving the lord with them so it's a catholic thing we've got two altars uh we got the altar well two tables the altar of uh the lord's supper and then the table in our in our dining room which you love being at both of them which is wonderful so let's mm-hmm. talk about um let's talk about this easter season business um we were fasting, and now we're supposed to be feasting. What's the, what's the change? Is, is one better than the other, or what's going on here?
0: Well, certainly there, there, are cycle, there are cycles and seasons in life. And I think that, you know, Father Lottick, of all things, we celebrate with food, you know, to make things special. We make special preparations. A lot of times it's Easter breads or Easter dishes that we make. And it's a way to show love and affection. Christ says he's the bread of life. And to understand, you talk about how we orient everything to the Lord, and we, we orchestrate our lives around the whole notion that Christ is the center and Christ is the source of all of our life, it means that when we gather to feast, we also gather in a spirit of gratitude. And there is no better, no better spiritual medicine I know of that can cut through a human malaise, human pity, human doubt, or fear, than when we step back and take stock of the blessings we've been given. And that's where feasting becomes this celebration that pulls people together, but then it excites them and evokes in them an opportunity to count the many blessings they've got.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, this is great gratitude and the joy of uh, of feasting. We are visiting with Father Andrew Ritchie of the Diocese of Superior, talking about Easter joy and food and feasting and Catholicism. <laughs> um, so this can draw us closer to God. Uh, anything that we do in life that is a uh, illicit thing uh, can draw us closer to God. So, in what way how how does this how does this kind of play out, Father?
0: You know, I think. One of the most important things that I note is that when you start from a position of gratitude, thanking God for what you have, it's a very powerful way then to share what you've been given, to move from that sense of how we've been blessed to Mm. becoming that blessing in the world. And we take Easter joy so that we are a joyful people who share joy. We take Easter hope so that we bring hope to those who are really struggling. And we take Easter love that we might show compassion and charity. We draw together in order to be sent out. The notion of what we do at Mass, where we are fed, is echoed in the feasting we do at our homes. This is not something that's just meant to put us into some sort of carbohydrate coma, but rather we (laughs) feast to be renewed. And it's the spirit of that, the joy of that, which is meant to send us out into the world to change hearts, touch lives, and share the beauty of our faith with those around us.
1: Father, I'm going to share something, uh, just kind of a point on what you are speaking about here that i found for myself that I'm, I'm slowly learning. I'm a very slow learner. I'm 36 and I'm slowly learning. Uh, and that is this, that when I, when I feast, uh, for the most part, I've feasted too uh, too much, not too much, how can I say this? I've... Been intemperate in my feasting, so take for example, like after a big meal, it's like all I want to do is take a nap right now. Um, <laughs> I have found that when I enter, when I enter into a feast in a more not detached way necessarily but maybe something of a detachment and more of a moderation in it even in the feasting and uh, and a temperance in it uh, so I guess virtue <laughs> when I come at these things with virtue and I have maybe just a glass of wine rather than multiple glasses or you know a, 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 just a plate of food rather than 17 plates of food and one dessert rather than 17 desserts I uh, I can then that feasting really does and that's just, I'm just speaking of myself I'm not trying to make a theological statement here just I find that I can enter into that joy without feeling like I kind of overdid it or I now weighed down or I'm like, I just want to take a nap. Uh, so it seems to me anyway, and you can just say father, well, you're a mess, so don't worry about it. But, uh, (laughs) it seems like entering into feasting there, there's a way of doing it that really is, uh, going to assist us to continue to enter into the feasting rather than sort of overdoing it or, or Mm -hmm. missing, missing the point. Huh? What'd you say?
0: I think that one, one of the things, Father, that you said is, let's not mistake feasting for gluttony. Okay. Feasting is meant to... No, no, I think I think though you're, you're bringing up a point that people often note, and that is, you can feast mm-hmm. over a simple soup and a hunk of bread. Mm. You can feast mm. and be grateful mm-hmm. for a warm roof over your head and mm-hmm. good health. You can feast. The notion of the feast is the care and attention that's put into whatever it is we gather around. Mm -hmm. And I think that we make special food and we serve special food during feasts and holidays because we show love. And at the heart of a feast is the recognition of what is beautiful, what is good, what is true, with a grateful spirit. And that's at the core of how we live our life. So that then we are sent out into the world to bring that sense, that spirit that is generous, overflowing, and filled the depth and richness of what life has to offer. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, excellent, Father. That's very, that's very helpful um, articulation of how to draw a distinction between feasting and gluttony, which is very <laughs> important to note. So in our last minute, Father, thanks so much for being with us. What, uh, what would be a final message with regard to Easter, with regard to feasting, with regard to this beautiful season that you'd like to leave with our listeners?
0: Two simple points. And the first is this, that, you know, pay attention. I would tell people, pay attention to what you prepare. Is it done with care, and is it done with love? Again, the simplest or most elaborate meals, when done with love, are transformed at our Mm -hmm. table. And the reason why is because the Lord took bread, and with love it became His body. Mm -hmm. With sacrifice, it became the food of the angels. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you know, if we can't gather in this time of COVID-19, consider how we can share tasty food with others. You make a little extra, and you put it on somebody's doorstep, because that's the way we say, I love you. And as we share food made with care and love, we're mindful of how the Lord shared His life to bring us life.
1: Mm, beautiful. Father, may the Lord pour out His blessings upon you as you continue to pour out His blessings upon others. Thanks so much for being with us, and Happy Easter.
0: Thank you, Father Craig. A pleasure to be with you.
1: All right, great. <laughs> Up next, we're going to pray the Most Holy Rosary live on the air, keeping in our hearts all those who are affected by some aspect of the coronavirus and all those in need of some intentions or any intentions. So, so this is for you too, the Most Holy Rosary next as Real Presence Live continues.